Well, a very big good, well, a very big welcome to you all. I was going to say good evening, but it might not be the evening when you're listening to this. Another episode of uh, Journey with Michael and Ryan. Welcome, everyone. This week, we're going to be going into another rebirthing practice. We're giving the people what they want. Giving the people what they want. A lot of people have been watching the rebirthing uh, episodes. We thought we're going to go a little bit deeper into it, go a little deeper into some of the practices that we use with our clients and um, ultimately just teach you guys the tools that we use on ourselves or with ourselves to just find more peace, find more calm, find more of our true and authentic self and let go of all the nonsense, right? Back to the memory, back to the memory of who we are. Back to the memory of who we are when we were first born. Mm. There's a lot There's a lot to rebirthing breathwork um, that is outside of the breathwork itself. I mean, the breath itself is the main uh, tool. It's the construction to get the altered state into yourself. Uh, however, there's a lot of different practices around that we studied, obviously, um, through our, our, our training and what we use with clients. And I mean, we don't pull them out every time. Um, but uh, they are they're very informed, they're very structured, mm. and they all have a very, very deep purpose. Mm, very potent, potent purpose. Um, and today we're going to be going into demonstering. Mm. Yeah, this is a powerful tool. Uh, so ultimately what a demonstering is, is uh, it's, it's the, the opposite of how you think you show up. It's, it's the, the not self of you. It's the shadow aspect of you. I know we've spoken a lot about, or we had an, an episode of shadow work on here. This is another construct of that. Uh, it's, it's laying down what you know of yourself, of how you show up mm-hmm. in different, uh, through different language, and then basically writing down the opposite of what that is mm-hmm. uh, because there's always a light and a shadow within ourself and demonstering obviously um, understanding that there are monsters in all of us we can be a monster um, you know the uh, the the Nazi concentration camp guards were just human like us and if I'm sure they were just living a life before they ended up in in that place and so Jordan Peterson talks about this a lot as well about the the fear that the, the the fear of a person who doesn't know that they can be a monster mm. is 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 a big fear because you've got to be able to you've got to be able to feel and know and, and the depths of, of, of our whole spectrum of humanness and and that's that's there and so once you see it once you make friends with it once you know it's there i mean obviously then you can navigate your way in the way of your own reality i guess definitely it's about acknowledging an aspect of ourselves that that wants to be acknowledged that needs to be acknowledged you know the reason that we have these monsters inside of us is because of the past experiences that have ultimately created it and if we're not allowing ourselves to acknowledge these aspects of ourselves and admit them to us even though it can be challenging um and actually it's hard to see that they're actually there and it's hard to actually work through them and transmute them and then use that as a tool or a way to actually move back to who we truly are, move back to the true self, Mm. letting go of that not self and allowing ourselves to, to be more authentic, even though these aspects of us can actually be authentic aspects of us. You know, it's, it's not about, always being in that love and light and only ever seeing these positive aspects of the self but it's actually about acknowledging that we have these things within us so that when they do come up they don't take control 
Mm. You know, then we're more aware of it. It's more in our conscious mind. It's not just a subconscious program that takes over in a moment and is used to hurt other people or hurt ourselves. Um, yeah. Or just crash and burn your own life. Mm, that's it. Because if you, if you don't, uh, if you have, if you haven't accepted this, the, these aspects of ourself, then ultimately what we avoid is what we become or what we create. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so understanding the, the monster and demonstering what is inside of us, the, the, the anti-self or the, the not-self in, in human design, it can, it, can, it can have huge effects within our life. And, you know, and, and then this can come through different self-soothing mechanisms like alcohol and things like that, and then that's when the monster will truly come out because your inhibitions are lowered. You're in, a, you're in a, an altered state. Um, perhaps, you know, you're not, uh, you're not in, a, in a life that you like or that you, you, you've, you've just been pulled along by life and, and you're in the victim state. Mm. And so the, the, the monster inside of us will, will rear its head in a relationship or rear its head uh, with self sabotage, all of the all of the bullshit that that mm. we can we can do to ourselves, and then ultimately blow others up as well. Mm. Yeah, definitely. And it's um, it's ultimately there because it wants to be in control, right? And when we don't work with it, we sort of allow it to be in control. And then, it's, as you're saying, it's like these self soothing mechanisms; they actually allow it to come out. So if if it's an aspect of us that we haven't fully integrated, we're going to allow it to come out even more. And mm. and when when we're you know lower our inhibitions, um, as you would say. Yeah, the, I mean you want to put a you want to put a religious context on it. It's the it's the demons mm, it's the within ourselves. It's the it's the devil. I mean, if you go down that that pathway, uh, I mean the devil was just a fallen angel. Uh, you know, was a saint. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean. You look at that context now through through the archetypal story mythology tell, storytelling of, of what that is. That's ultimately still saying that even in even in the Christianity structure of of the anthology of it, there is still the monster within heaven. Mm. It was the fallen saint that fell to become the devil, and so you want to pull that back to a wider lens about what we're talking about now on on our human aspect here. I mean that's. That's ultimately what we are talking about, right? It's the the heaven and hell within ourselves, within mm. our life, within our reality. Mm. Um, making not putting the blinders on to think that it's not there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's acknowledging that we all have these aspects within us, yeah. and then when we when we can do that, we can we can see it. You know, we can actually nurture it so that it can actually, yeah, as as we spoke about before, transmute. Um, ultimately ultimately just be a tool for growth instead mm. of something that's actually holding us back mm. um, and it's trapped within us and comes out as a reaction um, instead of an action mm. Aubrey Marcus talks talks a lot about this in the not self and and I've heard him talk about it quite a bit and my takeaways from, from his perception of it is that you can utilize it for competition to, to, to better yourself for sure you can see when your not self is is prevalent. It's coming up in conversation. It's coming up in your decision making and in, in your uh, in your discipline or lack thereof. Or you know, it, it's always the the anti you. It's like, oh, my alarm went off. Oh, I don't need to get up right mm. now. That's the anti you. That's that's the monster inside you that wants to keep you in there. Mm. If you want to really start going down the Freudian level, it's the kind of id, right? It's the it's the the concept of 
your your ego self which wants to just keep you comfortable and warm and you know in in the womb I guess mm-hmm. and then it's 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 pulling back to to the vision of your life and does this align with your life and and so utilizing that monster within us using utilizing that not self um, to compete against it because it is you in every single way every single way mm-hmm. you know when we when we actually start speaking about the demonster you, you you'll understand a little bit more but um you have a you inside you mm-hmm. that that is anti you mm-hmm but being aware of that, you can utilize it for growth. Definitely. And you can, and yeah, as you say, utilize it in, in different situations. You know, maybe you need to go into conflict. So yep. the demon inside of you has to come out. You know, maybe you want to utilize it for sport. You know, use that aspect of yourself um, so that you can actually use or find a different energy within you so that you can actually find a different aspect of yourself that's going to ultimately help you su- and support you in getting what you want or what you desire. Mm. You know, now it's not about when, when you're doing it, even from a shadow aspect, it could be seen as a form of manipulation. But as you do the work, as you start to integrate this aspect of yourself, it doesn't actually have control over you. It's not about manipulations. It's, a, it's just about utilizing the, the forces that we all have within us and and ultimately just allowing and accepting and acknowledging and working through it so that you can just be you yeah in any moment without shame without guilt without frustration without anger yes absolutely and that, that's i mean and that's going to drive you for for more growth and whatever you want to do mm. here's an example that just dropped into me you and i well you and i and, and van and a, and a couple of our friends we climbed a mountain the other day uh so uh, if you're in new zealand we climb mount taranaki uh, so it's the North Island's highest peak um, here in New Zealand, and it was a. It was, I mean, it was only six and a half k's, but the elevation was was basically straight uphill. Mm. Uh, we we hit many different um, different types of nature. There was shale, and then there was rocks, and and all of that. The reason I bring that up is the the anti you at so many points. It's just going, hey, just stop and turn around. And even when we're at rest periods, you can hear other people having conversations, trying to talk themselves out of continuing, mm. or the people around them, or just accepting where they are. Going, mm. look, well, this is far enough. This is far enough. We the, don't have the, to go to the top. I, I heard someone say the view's not going to be that much better at the top. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's really interesting. You know, and that's why that dropped in here. I mean, that's that's what we're talking about. It's that is that your level of happiness? Have you truly? Is that, is that truly the accomplishment? Because at the end of the day, any part of that mountain you get up to is, is a great accomplishment. For sure. But is there more in the tank? Mm-hmm. Is the anti-you coming out and going, no, I think you've done enough now because it's, it's going to get a little harder mm-hmm. or it's, it's been hard and I don't like it. I don't know what's around the corner. It's into the unknown, right? Yeah. yeah. And so that's why I, I kind of brought that up. I mean, we, we made it right to the peak, yes, to the summit, and oh, it was, a, it, was a, it was a glorious feeling being oh, up there. Oh, man, it was beautiful. Absolutely amazing. What a view. Oh, what a view. Much better than halfway up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and so that's what we, and, and, and that can be every moment of your life. As I said, it could be just waking up when your alarm goes off or, or just knowing you've got to go to the gym. And this is where we've spoken about it. It's doing the things even though you don't feel like it. So you're not, you're not doing things based off feeling. You're doing things based off structure. Yep. And I think there, there, there's a masculine energy to that. However, 
everyone's got a masculine energy into them. Having a bit of structure in your life, having a bit of discipline in your life is continually going to help you grow into the person you want to become. Or if your level of happiness is just waking up in the morning and, and, and that's all you're happy to do, then then that's fine. Or you go to the pub on a Friday night and you sit around and watch the rugby. You know, th- th- there's no shame in any of that. But just own that. Own you. Own you. Mm, and ultimately that's what this process is just about. It's about another, another tool to, to be able to own you, own who you are, accept who you are, acknowledge who you are, be who you are in every single moment, you know, not allowing yourself to contract when different situations mm. arise and just allowing yourself to ultimately be you in, in any situation you, you put yourself in. Well, there is. And we went through that for the last five days, didn't we? For sure. We were just... We were just in amongst in a different dimension, basically, uh, like you, you know, no judgment on, on what we're saying. It's just we, we entered a different dimension in a different place with different people, and and we were just us, and and it's like being a beacon of light, and people will just are attracted to it. And and mosquitoes, just, right? They're just amazed. <laughs> However, just sitting in that and just observing their lives and, and how they see, I mean, they're actually just being authentic in themselves of what sure. they're doing yeah. at the level of, of their own consciousness. And so when we speak about these things, this isn't us saying that you need to be something or be better than, than what you want to be. All we're doing here is just bringing light. A, speaking about things that some people may never have heard about. Mm-hmm. B, offering tools that you can have a dabble at and see what happens and 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 see or three just being as authentic as possible for your own life mm. not our lives your life your life you know have an amazing life we're just here to expand you and every single person we ever meet on this planet mm. as much as we can that's the goal that's the absolute goal mm. so should we um should we talk a little bit more about the the demonstering process yeah i think so yeah yeah let's let's jump into that Let's jump into that. So, as we we're talking about, we're talking about demonstering, um, and it's, you know, um, and it, and it's essentially just about acknowledging who you are, realistically, and and, and how you show up, um, and and seeing that there's these different aspects of the self. Um, so, do you want to go into the process, Mike? So, demonstering is, it's it, it's it's writing down the duality of self. Hmm. So, when you're going through the demonster. Um, what you're basically doing is you are just trying to write down anything that you are a positive quality that you see in yourself, mm-hmm. like anything and everything, and, and owning that as and well. Owning it and going deep into it as well, right? Like fully acknowledge all the beautiful things that you feel about yourself, you know? And we've spoken about this before with goal setting, right? Like don't just say the first things or the generic things that come up, like actually spend some time and, and write down all the positive things about yourself, even if they're just little things, things that show up every now and then. Because mm. you know? we want to just take a moment to just sit with how fucking amazing we are. Mm. You know, Even if there's self-doubt around it, just still allow yourself to go into it because it's super, super important. And for some people, they actually find this part quite challenging. So when you do, just allow yourself to keep going, sit with that. Don't become judgmental of it. Just go through the process. Absolutely. So demonster is what we try to demonstrate. Mm. You break that word down. Demonster. Demonstrate. Demonstrate. Yeah. Right? It's the demonster. It's a demonstration of our positive qualities. Mm. Now, demonsters are an example of dualities, like I just said. Um, Now, if we invest any energy in presenting one perceived positive quality to those around us, then we necessarily are cultivating and suppressing its direct opposite within us. Mm. 
everything's got a top and tail, yeah. right? So there's a three-layer model of the self. There's the outer layer, um, how we want the world to see us. Then we've got the middle or the shadow layer. Uh, that's an exact inverse of the outer layer. We are always struggling to keep it hidden from others. We judge it severely. Uh, we are always afraid of slipping up and letting parts of it show to others. Um, we are afraid of it, others judging it and rejecting us if they see it, if mm. and when they see it. Mm. All right. Then we've got the inner, which is a true self layer, um, our perfect divine self. Uh, it closely resembles the outer layer. It is, in fact, even better than the outer layer because uh, it's buried underneath the shadow layer. Mm. Um, it's totally blissful, easy, and effortless uh, because it's who we really are. But we will never see the light of day until we can completely reveal and process our shadow without any judgment. There we go. And dualities are very costly in terms of energy, health, happiness, and self-esteem because mm. it's that constant battle within the self. It's, yeah. that, it's that chaos. It's that constant it, arm wrestle. It takes a lot. It takes a lot. I mean, the, you, we could go into it's, – it's the mask, right? It's the masks we wear and, and, the different, and then having to remember which masks some, some people got and then, and then you know, you're getting caught out in lies and then lies become stories and stories become identities and, and, and it, it, that takes a lot of energy whereas you could just be yourself, truthful, open and honest and authentic in every situation and you don't have to remember any of that shit. That's it. But it's so hard. It's so hard to get to that level. Definitely. It's very, it's very confronting and it's very uncomfortable. Mm. You know? um, so the demonster process. So if you're listening to this um, and you know, you're in the car or at home, um, just push pause, grab yourself a pen and paper, um, go, go and, uh, and go through this. If you're in the car, you can just kind of go through it and maybe come back to listen to it here. Uh, so what we want to do is... Um, down, down, once, uh, down the middle of the paper, put a line. Uh, on the left-hand side, what I want you to do is list, 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 left-hand side, list. <laughs> a left-hand side list. A left-hand side list. And list is a terrible thing to say for someone with a lisp, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on the left-hand side of your list, write all the positive qualities, things that you like other people to recognize in you. Mm. These can be physical attributes, character attributes, talents, tastes, abilities, anything. Anything that you know you like to be validated from in other people yes. or just anything you, you would like to be acknowledged on, even if you have never, what yeah. would you like? What are these positive attributes of yourself? And, and, and some examples could be, actually, do you know what? I'm actually just going to authentically go through my one from my training. Yeah, go for it. Uh, so here's some examples here. Uh, my positive qualities. Kind, selfless, hard worker, positive, strong, intelligent. I'm a learner. I'm reliable. I train hard. I'm a snappy dresser. Love to look good, loyal, trustworthy, supportive, always growing. I do the work. Got a great beard. <laughs> um, athletic body in good shape. I'm very open. Um, and those are just some examples of where I know they are, they are my, my strengths, my positive attributes, but that's how I want people to have seen them in me as well. Mm -hmm. And obviously there's a whole lot more. I'm not going to go through them all, but you guys can can write all of yours down mm -hmm. and just go through all of that. Yeah. Now what you're going to do is after you've listed all of your positive attributes that you, that you like to be seen from other people or you like in yourself, what I want you to do is on the right-hand side, for every one that you've written, I want you to write the equal opposite. All right, so here's, here's my one. So for kind, my not self or shadow self or my D monster or my monster, sorry, is nasty or cruel. Mm. 
for selfless, narcissistic or arrogant, hard worker, I'm a lazy or a bludger, positive, I'm negative, I'm strong, I'm weak, intelligent, dumb, learner, unwanting to learn, reliable, unreliable. So you get what we're trying to do here. We're, we're getting you to list all of your positive qualities that you want to be seen in people or you like in yourself. And then you're going to write the complete opposite of that. Mm. Your monster self. Your not self. Your not yeah. self. The duality, right? Because that's what we were talking about at the start. Every time that you show up in the world in this positive aspect, we're, we're actually suppressing the exact opposite. You know, as you say, a top and tail. There, there's, a, there's a light and a dark in every single aspect of the self. And so if we're just focusing on always being these positive aspects of ourselves, we're actually suppressing um, the negative aspects of the self or the exact opposite. And then they actually start to take more control. Mm. They start to come up in, in, in subconscious patterns or reactivity in arguments or confrontation. You know, And... Um, yeah, it's a powerful process to go through and actually sit with and acknowledge these aspects of yourself. Mm. And so once you've gone through and written your positive list, once you've gone through and you've written your uh, your shadow list uh, or your amended list on the other side, what I want you to do is I want you to go through all of the shadow side, all of the words that come from that you've written, right? What's the shadow aspect of yourself? Now, if you've gone through uh, a few episodes back, of our personal law, you'll see the kind of similarities of what we're doing here. It's 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 diving into the self just to get some ownership and some and and some awareness of of, of where you are right now. Mm. Now, go through all of your shadow words. Now, what you're trying to come up with here is a name for yourself, is a name for your monster. It's like an alter ego. That's why they call it a D-monster, right? It's an alter ego that we can then acknowledge and create essentially. Yep. So uh, my amended ones is nasty, narcissistic, lazy, negative, weak, dumb, unwanting to learn, unreliable, uh, soft and lazy, um, doesn't give a shit about self, disloyal, untrustworthy, etc., etc. Now, out of all of those, what the alter ego, what the shadow aspect self or what the monster name that came through um, was weak, lazy, narcissistic Nathan. Weak, lazy, narcissistic Nathan. Yep. Sounds like a... A wiry little creature. Oh yeah, he? yeah. I, I I imagine that he's like a, a grown up version of Cartman from South Park. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's yeah. that's that would be my monster. Pimples, acne, still got the beanie on. Yeah, yeah. very arrogant, very narcissistic. You know, um, very lazy and weak, yeah. but still very self centered. Yeah, and uh, and so what you want to do here is you want to put a bit of alliteration with it if you can mm. um so what was your one can you remember what your one was angry anti-social andy there you go That's so mine so out of out of all of all of uh ryan's shadow list or his amended list um that was what he took away and put some alliteration to yeah. it now once you understand the monster once you see the monster once you've given a name to it, it it's it's not really lurking under the shadows anymore you you've you've come off the bed and put your head under the bed to see the monster and you're looking at it face to face and realizing, oh, I was more scared in my head than actually facing it, which is most things in, in, in reality anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, now, once you've actually got your, your monster's name, now you can start working with it. And so when you start being out in, in life and, and, and out in the world and, and you can see these things that you want to change, 
this is where you can actually put a name to it. Oh, not today, Nathan. Yeah, yeah, Not yeah. today, Nathan. Uh, and you start to notice how much it actually comes up. Mm. You know, it'll come up in your relationship. It'll come up in work. It'll it'll come up in the conversations that you're having with yourself. Mm. You know, because when you're reading through this list, the the words that you read and hurt the most are really the ones that you actually want to acknowledge. Yeah. The, you know, the ones you actually want to run away from or you're afraid to admit to yourself or other people. That's what wants to make up your D-monster because that means all those are the areas of yourself that actually have the most integration or actually have the most um, work to be done around because they're the ones that actually create the most shame in your life mm. you know and then so whenever angry antisocial Andy comes up it's not like I get frustrated with him it's not like I get angry at him it's not like I, I it's not like I punish myself for him being there it's actually just about acknowledging that he's here for a reason and he just wants me to be safe. Yep. He wants me to feel comfortable. He's there because of past hurts and past traumas and the bullying I had when I was a little kid. He's here because I, I felt unsupportive because I was told that I wasn't allowed to express anger. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, the more I've acknowledged him and seen when he's come up, the softer and kind I could be on myself. And ultimately, he doesn't show up as much anymore because mm. he doesn't need acknowledgement. Mm. He doesn't need to be felt and heard. You yeah. know, he's settled down a little bit. That little boy inside me that um, Andy was has been soothed enough that that he's okay. He's all good. Like mm. he's he's relaxed. He's not really there anymore. And it gives you a point of reference to name what it is mm. because now you're not you're you're not in the you're not in the space of chaos. Because now you've actually got a you've got a name for it, and mm. you can actually I mean if you're in partnership with someone, you know you can go hey look this is this is this is Nathan here and you and it's not utilizing it as an excuse no it's not going oh that's Nathan no, I have nothing I have no no control over that no no that's fucking bullshit if you're doing that no 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 you've taken you've taken you're missing the point you're missing the point you've taken the wrong path down Narcissus here this is probably a part of your uh, a part of your uh, yeah. anti self yeah yeah and your victimhood there but. But what it is, it's it's a it's a tool for you to be able to work through something with. It's a tool for you to be able to have a point of reference that the mind needs for you to be able to, at a mind level, outside of breathwork and rebirthing, for you to be able to make shifts in your own personality, mm -hmm. for you to be able to integrate the shadow to turn it into the light. Yep. And so when Nathan pops up, uh, he doesn't pop up a lot anymore, but there are there are times where I'm, you know, fit, you know, I, I can I, I can I can I can be pulled into quite a lazy kind of uh, stance, um, and and then I just kind of my energy just goes out in the world. Yeah, well, it's even for you. It's about acknowledging that aspect of yourself because um, because you are a manifester as well. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so to to be seen to be lazy because there's so many generators in the world, there's so yep. many people putting things out. It's like, well, no, for you to be able to sit back and actually relax and recharge would be deemed as being lazy and you would have beat yourself up for it in the past. But now you can actually be like, no, that's actually a part of who I am because I need it. Yep. It's actually about nourishment, not about letting things slip. And the, and the more you know about yourself, the more you can start adding all these different parts of, of what you're learning and different tools, philosophies, modalities. You know, this is why we never sit here and say one is better than the other. No, 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 there's learnings from everything and you create your own life philosophy around mm -hmm. it. So, yeah, you're exactly right. Like I've I've made a lot more friends with with lazy Nathan because of understanding my design aspect and knowing that that is a superpower of mine that when I, when I recharge and I, and I need to go be alone, 
that's where the downloads will start to come afterwards. Mm. And the more I can actually get my rest, the bigger the download for me to be able to initiate afterwards is. But what I need to, what I need to, and constantly working on is informing the others around me about what I'm doing. Yes. And then that, that, that shifts the needle. So your, you know, antisocial Andy doesn't have to come out because yeah. I know what I'm doing, but I haven't let you know what I'm doing. Yeah. And, then, then the, the ancestral Andy comes out, and then my my narcissistic Nathan is kind of there, <laughs> and, and then we kind of like we wrestle. <laughs> but obviously, we 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 fight at wrestling there now. But um, but it's uh, but you know it took a lot of work to get there. But you know, um, and so this is where you can use it as a point of reference. Is, is what I'm saying. Yeah. You can put a name to something. When you can put a name to something, then you can work with it. Mm. And, and then and it's not even about using other people's shadow wrestling with them. You know, it's like I have a demons. My partner has. A demonster, but when I see her demonster come out, it's not like I I, I try to punish her for it and be like, no. oh, this is coming out on you. This is because of that, or creating another argument around it. It's actually about even just you seeing other people's monster within them and being like, what do you actually need? Mm. You know, why is Nathan here? You know, why is Andy here? Mm. Like, what what is what do they actually need? What do they need support in, and how can I actually facilitate that? Yeah, it's really nice, and it's softening into it. Mm. So you're you're taking, okay, yeah, you're taking the masculine energy use of putting more structure into your life, and then utilizing your more feminine flow to be able to soften into it, mm. and then ask it what it needs. Ultimately, having empathy for the self. Yeah, yeah. there it is. It's mm. a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. It's a nice little drop in. I like that. So there we go. We're playing with the different polarities within ourselves and and the and the others that that we love around us as well. Mm. And and if somebody starts going through a harder time and struggling, or you know, because nothing's linear, mm. <laughs> we can go just as far backwards as we can go forwards. It doesn't, you know, that's that's life. Uh, so if the others around you know what your monster is as well, and they can see it coming out in a lot, um, that's where it. That's where it can be helped with your tribe. Yeah, and they can ultimately have that conversation with you and be like, hey, what's actually going on with you at the moment? I I see the shadow aspect of you um, is actually coming up. Like, how can I support you? What do you need? What are you actually going through? Why do you think it's actually there? And then you open up that that opportunity for communication, for deepening, um, for having a better understanding of yourself and um, having a better understanding of the people around you and, and feeling supported you know, because we need community, we need to feel supported. It's such an important aspect of the human condition to feel like we don't have to constantly carry it all, Mm. you know, to know that we have people around us that want the best from us and want us to just authentically be us. And it gives gives the people permission to just be themselves when you're yourself. Yeah, It it. really does. And, and, And you'll also see people shut down as well. It just that's part and parcel of it, mm-hmm. and then it's not it's not it's not getting angry at them or it's not you know getting frustrated at them. You know, I had a few times over the last few days where I could see just people around me just shutting down because of of me just showing up as I am, and then it's the choice of like, okay, do I continue at this or do I just just kind of just kick back and 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 talk at the level or or whatever it is, you know, like it it just gives you options. It just gives you options for how you can be in any moment, I guess. And and what we're talking about here and what we always are talking about is just knowing yourself a little bit more, a little bit deeper. And rebirthing has been the most powerful tool that that we know of mm-hmm. outside of plant medicines and things like that. Yep. Um, even I guess 
with plant medicines, it's still the biggest journey that we've been on. Oh, for and sure. And continually on. I mean, we, re- we, we rebirth ourselves now every fortnight. Uh, we did a, a hot water rebirth on ourselves you know, last week, and, and that was very profound. Let's go into that, actually, because that, really, that was a really deep it was deep rebirth that yeah. one there and that's for us as well it's like it's it's not like me and i can feel like we've got to a point and and we're all good it's like no it's literally continuous work it's like setting time setting dates it's like even rebirthing ourselves every second week it's, it's tough it's challenging yeah. it's like there can be some forms of avoidance but it's like no we have to allow ourselves to keep going through it not to because we constantly feel like we need to but just we know that it's it's such a potent point of anchor just mm. to just to shake all of the the nonsense off so let's just before we go into that because i want to go into that let's mm. just do a little bit of a recap for people so yep. that if they're, they're not just sort of hanging um with their demonster so the demonster process what we want to be doing lining that piece of um putting a line in that piece of paper writing all the beautiful positive aspects of the self on the right hand side then just going through and acknowledging the exact opposites all right then reading through that list picking two or three or four of those those steps or those um anti-selfs the ones that stand out the most yeah the you ones know, like that you, hurt you're, you're like read them aloud and mm. then there'll be a there'll be like a, a wince inside your stomach of some of the words that actually like hurt you the most yeah. or they affect you the most yeah those are the ones you want to kind of like okay cool i'll pull that one apart yeah for sure and then give it a name personify it because when we give it a name, when we when we when we create some iteration around it, and then give it a name, it means that we can actually see it outside of ourselves. It's not who we are; it's a it's an aspect of who we are that wants to show up. All right, and then just notice where Nathan or Andy or whoever your um, D monster is. Just notice when it comes up in the world, and ask yourself, what does it need? Why is it here? What can I actually learn from this? How can I actually use this as a tool for growth? Right? Don't create shame, don't create guilt around it because ultimately that's not what we're here to do. Mm-hmm. Ultimately we're here to just create a, awareness around these contractions within us um, and use these as potent points of growth. Mm. And if you need help with it, as always, please reach, reach out, out to, to Ryan and I. As we say, like if we got 100 people who wanted help with it, we would have 100 Zoom calls mm. for 15 minutes to, to help you work through it. Definitely. Because that's what we're here for. Yeah, I had a, an amazing lady message me the other day. She was going through her um, personal law, and it was just awesome to be able to guide her through that, you know, to give her a different perspective on it. You know, just to use the wisdom that we have from, you know, doing this process with so many different people um, and just helping her move through that and really land in, in what that personal law is and re- rewriting it. Mm. Yep, I love it. So before I think we touch on our uh, our personal experiences in, in the hot water the other day, let's actually dive a little deeper into the what a hot water rebirth is, mm. why we take clients and ourselves into a spa pool to do the rebirthing to to do all of that uh because so with with and i know on our previous rebirthing one we did touch on them but we didn't go in depth so i think this is a a good time now to let's go into the hot water rebirth and why we do it so so the setup is um now we don't put anyone into a hot water rebirth until they've done probably at least six Mm. rebirth uh, breathworks with us that are like you know we call them dry rebirths but obviously just lying on the floor and, and going through all of that and it's only if we feel like they're ready for it only yep. if we feel like we know and understand their breath and their moves through some of these surface layer yep. um, aspects of the self yep yep it's uh, it's it's not done lightly don't try it at home by yourself don't no. don't don't get facilitated by someone um, if they've done a weekend course or they've they 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 haven't 
you you'll be able to feel it, right? If someone's just trying to you know step up at a level that they're not ready for, you'll feel it. And and if there's any part of yourself that th- that feels a little bit unsafe with it, just say no thanks, I'm I'm okay. Um, it's nothing to be trifled with. So a hot water rebirth, what it's done, it, what how it's done is in a spa pool. Uh, spa pool's thirty seven to forty degrees, so blood temperature or just slightly warmer. Um, so we'll go through about an hour's worth of you know, talk therapy or go through one of these different tasks um, that that we've spoken about. Um, and then we will then get our client or ourselves and we'll go into the spa pool. Mm-hmm. And so there is a snorkel. You have a snorkel on, a nose clip, and uh, we're in there facilitating with you as well, mm-hmm. uh, facilitating you in the water. And so really what it is is the water – Whilst you're submerged in the water for the full up to the hour, doing a rebirth, doing a breath work through the snorkel, what it is, is you're encapsulating yourself back into the womb. Mm. It's the and same body temperature. You're suspended. It's comfortable. It's warm. It feels nurturing. You know, it's all of the things that we had in the womb. It's like the closest experience you will have to it. Yep. So there's safety there already. Mm-hmm. The body's already feeling safe because it's the most safest spot you've ever been in your entire life. Oops. And it helps go back deeper mm. and it helps go through and bring through some ancestry. It helps go through to what potentially uh, was given to you whilst you were in utero with your mother through her environment, thoughts and feelings and all of that. Um, or it might be none of it and it might be whatever it needs to be. For sure. uh, but it's it's powerful every time. I mean, if you want to talk about, you know, air quotes, seeing some demons, we've seen some people go into some stuff that we've comes through there. Cast and out a few shadows. We've cast out some very, very strong shadows out of people. And uh, it sounds all scary and all of that, but it, it, it really isn't. It's, yeah, well, it's, it's, when, when you're doing it with a practitioner that's practiced in it, that facilitates yeah. it, that can understand the subtle nuances of the body and the breath and what to be doing with the snorkel and how to be holding and facilitating um, the client's extremely safe. It's extremely safe, yet it's extremely powerful. Yep. Mm. Yep. yep. And so that's the hot water rebirth. And so that's the next evolution of the rebirth breath work. Yep. And it's, it's as Ryan said, it's super powerful. And uh, my, I know I've spoken about this before, but my very first actual rebirth was a hot water rebirth. And uh, obviously, I'd done lots of breath work with the coach before, so it was super safe. But that's that's what that's what put me on this path. It was crazy, and um, and so yeah, uh, Ryan and I obviously on our fortnightly rebirth. Um, every now and then, we'll fill into it and go, okay, we need to we need to hot water rebirth here. And um, every so often, if we're going through something, we'll jump into the cold. But we'll speak about that either later or on another podcast in depth. And so, I rebirthed you first. You jumped into the, do you want to speak about your experience? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my experience, um, all this latest rebirth that we had was, it was, it was subtle yet powerful. Um, as you say, like we've done this so many times, we're not working through like huge, big traumatic experiences that have happened to us or, or situations that have happened that create contractions. But um, what it actually did, it was, it, it took me back to a moment where my dad first well the, a moment not when he first didn't but a moment that was trapped in my body of when he didn't listen to me mm-hmm. when i asked him for help and support um he was too busy and so it took me into that i i was sitting there i was my seven-year-old self i remember asking the question and then just being rejected being shut down um, being closed off and 
as that younger self, it really hurt. It, it, it really forced me to be like, okay, if I'm going to do this in the world, I got to do it on my own. Because the person who should be supporting me my, the most, you know, story that I created in my mind, you know, for what my dad was doing, he was probably actually busy. It was probably just a minor thing, but that's the story that was locked in. Well, it was the feeling within your body, then the story got created from that. For sure. The unsafety was there. The unsafety. Um, and what this has actually, what what it landed on for me is like, I, I have a need to do everything on my own i find it really really hard to ask for help and support like i don't allow myself to get to that point where it's overwhelmed but i I just trust my own ability more than i trust others um and that works really really well especially with me being a manifesting generator i tend to just get things done i'll just sit down and, and do it but then at the same time it can actually create disconnect with people around me because i never actually ask for support I never actually ask for like guidance Um, and ultimately what that does is it just means I'm on a journey by myself. It doesn't mean that we can actually connect deeper and that's like it shows up a lot Um, not so much from a shadow aspect in business but there's moments um, in business when we're working together where I'm just like I'll just I'll just do it myself you know I'll just do it myself I I, I trust myself I know what I can do I know that I have the abilities to do it so I'll just tap away and get all the back end stuff done. and it was beautiful because as I moved through that moment, I actually stepped into the situation as my adult self now and was actually able to give my seven-year-old self a hug and tell him, like, it's all good. Like, you are supported. You can ask for help. You can you can do it on your own, but you can still ask for support. You can still acknowledge and trust other people. Um, and it was beautiful. And as I was going through that experience, as I felt myself hug myself, um, there was just a wild shake through the body. And it was just allowing the, the, the memory of that experience to just be, just to be moved through, you yeah, know, lo- somatically to be released. Losing that uh, uh, emotional edge of it. Mm, that's it. Losing the emotional edge of it. Um, and then, yeah, so that was that was a big aspect of it. And then for the for about 10, 15 minutes after that, it was actually just about integrating that. There was thoughts, there was um, questions that came up, there was other little situations that came through, and it was essentially it was just piecing all these different moments in my life together where I didn't feel um, supported or didn't feel trust uh, that I could trust others. And it was just like reminding me that it's okay. It's mm. okay. It's okay to ask for help. It's okay to ask for support, for support. And ultimately, like to trust other people's is the ultimate gift that I can give myself. Beautiful. Mm. and then we had a beautiful moment um where i was just laying with my head out of the bathtub mike comes up serves me a rape um and he actually when we serve rape you're meant to be serving the mass oh the feminine first right we serve the left nostril first but for whatever reason for whatever reason you serve my right nostril first and then i just got dropped into this very very powerful energy where I just felt energy just move down into my loins, into my penis. And then it just felt like the energy of myself was just penetrating the earth. And there was just beautiful dropping um, where it just acknowledged like, that's what you're here to do. You're here to penetrate. You're here to like not penetrate in a sexual um, way, but to just, just penetrate existence, allow yourself mm. to be you, allow yourself to move through, allow your, your power and your unique power to be able to come through. Mm. Mm. And it was beautifully powerful. Beautifully yeah, it powerful. was. Yeah, it really was. And, and you know, it, 
we facilitated each other so much now. We know each other so well when it comes to, to rebirthing and just like the way that your body moves and it starts to shake and, and all of that. It's um, You could definitely see it was just unwinding whatever you were going through. It was mm. just out of it. And, and it was just, it was super powerful. It, it really was. And then obviously just you going into that, that penetrating of the universe and, and that masculine energy, mm. uh, that that is something you've been working on for for a long time definitely and there you go you were you were engorged permission. you were engorged into the universe with more permission with your phallus <laughs> my phallus <laughs> <laughs> it's a funny little life isn't it yeah it certainly is um so my one was was a little bit different i um went into the, went into the rebirth um and yeah just started shifting through just just a few different um uh, things in the body, the body was shaking a little bit, and you know, didn't really have any um, any any visual memories attached to them, and they were kind of shaken out. And probably, I don't know, I don't know what the time aspect was. Maybe about 15, 20 minutes into it, all of a sudden, I just felt this. Well, no, sorry, I'd got, I, I started going down this this wormhole, like, and I've been there before, and it's quite familiar to me. Uh, so I started going down this wormhole. Uh, and then I just kind of opened up into the into the kind of abyss space, the quantum space, whatever you want to call it. And I was just in there. And then all of a sudden, whoo, this feminine energy just like came to me, this entity. And I just I was like, oh, okay. And I, start, I actually started speaking like words, like even with my snorkel on. I was like, who are you? And didn't get any answers. I'm like, who are you? Didn't get any answers, but I could feel it very strongly. But then I got the message through the feeling saying that I am your unborn sister. Mm. And I was like, wow, okay. When did you come? She goes, oh, after you, but before your sister was born. Mm. I was like, oh, wow, okay. She goes, yeah, I, I was. I, I chose not to not to incarnate the earth. So well, it's, it's incredible. But obviously not being born obviously was was non-speaking mm-hmm. and i was just feeling it. it's like a telepathy like a like a, a spirit right and then all of a sudden another feminine energy just like rocked up into my into my awareness and it was my mum's birth mother mm. and i've never met this woman my mum's never met this woman um she had a uh, she died when mum was 12 she had a terrible chaotic life um where she got it was in the in the in the late sixties. Um, she got pregnant out of wedlock. Got 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 cast out to to one of those homes, and she was just in the home for a pregnancy. Her family disowned her, and then she um, then she obviously gave birth to mum. They ripped mum away straight away, put her into the put her into a, an orphanage, and uh, and then obviously didn't let her see. And then she she got a psychosis from from that all of the all of that trauma. Mm. Uh, and she ultimately died from a brain hemorrhage uh, when she was twelve, and uh, uh, when Mum was twelve, I'm not sure how old um, how old uh, Lorna was, and so just very chaotic. And so then shoo, she just rocked up, and I've never experienced her before. And I was like, "Wow, who are you?" And she told me, and I was like, "Wow, okay, that's brilliant." I could just feel the chaos. I could just feel the all of it and then all of a sudden another feminine energy rocked up and it was my grand my dad's mum she's still alive and she's very warm very inner feminine very caring nurturing and um and 
And so she, all of a sudden she was there on the right hand side. And then all of a sudden, my daughter, Bella, her, her, her energy was there. Mm. Her entity was there. And it was, but it was on the left hand side next to the, the, my unborn sister. And she was like, and she didn't actually say anything. I could just feel her there. I could just be like, that's Bella. Um, and it was just such a, an interesting combination of entities to rock up in this space. And I've never, I've never had a rebirth. I haven't ha- even had a plant medicine ceremony where I've had entities like that turn up into my space, into my awareness. And I just sat there with them all. And I just said, what, 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 what are you here for? What am, I, what am I here to do? And I was actually speaking the words out loud. And, uh, and what it was was, do, I, do you need my help? Or are you here to guide me? And so they said, I'm here to, we're here to guide you. But my mum's mum actually, I got a message saying, oh, she needs some help to, to, to pass through. But how I can do that is to, is to become the ultimate masculine warrior in myself, to be as open and as authentic and as in my, in my savagery, healthy savagery as I can possibly, and, mm. and to protect the feminine and to, mm-hmm. and to do all of that. And that, that's something that I went into deeply in my last ayahuasca ceremony. I felt the pain of the collective feminine and, and since then for all this to rock up. And it's something I'm continually working on, right, of, of being in my softer and my flow and, and, and growing more empathy and all of that. Um, and so I just, it was, it was super profound. I just sat there with them and, and you would have been facilitating me. I wasn't moving my body a lot more and I was just breathing through it and I was just in there with them. And, uh, and then I came out. And usually I'm really dazed and fuddled out of a hot water rebirth. And, and I just was kind of came out and just thought, wow, that was super interesting. I could just feel them around me. And, um, and so that's, that's, that's what happened in the hot water rebirth there. Yeah, that's it. And, and you had a, 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 like a drop in afterwards as well, right? With the, with the four different Oh, so, yeah. So obviously I went um, and caught up with Shanna, uh, you know, dear sister of ours. And she's, she's a... <laughs> Wizard. She's a wizard and a witch and, and everything. She's just super powerful. Uh, love you, Shanna. And, um, and so I was telling her the story, and she goes, wow, that's the four archetypes. She goes, the first one that turned up has no voice, cannot speak. The second one, obviously, in the chaos and in, in, in the, in the getting burned at the stake, the witches at the burns, you know, the, 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 the burning of the feminine. Then there's the warm, loving feminine there, the really mm, caring one. And the then nurturing. the nurturing. And then obviously with, with Bella, my daughter, turning up, uh, the new generation mm. showing up. And mm. I just thought, wow, I, I, that blew my mind when she told me that. And so, yeah, the, the, the four archetypes rocking up like that. And, and again, not, not, having felt any of these presences like this before. Um, so really interesting. And, and so this is the power of the rebirthing breath. This is the power of rebirthing. This is the power of breath work. It's, it, it can sound really, really weird to, to hear something like that. And sure, don't get me wrong, like it it's nuts. don't get me wrong, like it's it's super strange that it happened. But I'm like I'm open to anything, and I'm open to any paradigm. I'm open to any sense of things that visit me or well, whatever. It's like when we question these things, or even see them as being weird or strange, or saying that they shouldn't happen or that, that can't happen. Um, we actually limit ourselves, right? Yeah. We limit the the expansive possibilities of Mother Earth. 
and and just consciousness and awareness and our ability to time travel our ability to communicate with things on the other side you know it's like when you experience a rebirth you can realize and understand that time travel is real because you actually go back to these past experiences or you move forward into the future um, and you can see where these overlaps are you know it's like through this breath it's like opening up a ripple where the past and the future the present overlaps and you're allowed to step through to a moment not so much to change the experience but to just acknowledge and see and support um, what was going on and then we just unfold Mm. and there's a difference within the body there's a difference within the self the the our awareness our consciousness our our understanding knows and knows that this part of us this trauma the situation that happens has ultimately been trimmed off Yep. You know, that's something that Pauline um, would always talk about. We all have this trauma tree. We all have these different things that have happened and come up um, in our life and through every rebirth. We go through, essentially, it's like going through and, and, and trimming off different branches or different limbs. Now, there an, another rebirthing experience may bring up something similar or even the exact same thing, but it may be growing off like a different branch. You know, and the more we go through it, the more we allow ourselves to experience it, the more we just trust our body, trust our breath, uh, the more pruning we can do. You know, mm. the more weeds we rip out um, and the more of our true self uh, truly comes through. Yeah. And you start pruning, pruning, pruning away and all of a sudden you get some guides show up. Yeah. And you're like, okay, cool. Next level. I mean, and so here's, here's a really cool thing as well. So when I saw mum over the weekend, I told her the story and I said to her just as I started I'm like um, so I was visited by uh, my unborn sister who um, was miscarried after me and I had no idea I had no idea mum had miscarriages and things like that or when and where and whatever and I said so I was telling her that I knew I said mum I I was visited by my unborn sister of the miscarriage you had after me you had a miscarriage after me right she's like yeah yeah I did and I was just like, yep, of course, because I knew. And, uh, and I went into it with her, and, and it was really cool just to speaking it with her, and it was really, really nice. And it kind of gave her some, I don't even know the word, it, it, you know, it, it, it got her to, to feel something with it as well mm. because of cause my openness with it. Um, and I said, yeah, no, she, she couldn't speak because obviously she had no, no human body form, but I, I could feel that what's going on. And so without even knowing that there was a miscarriage after me between me and my sister Bianca, I, I said, yeah, there was, this is who I met. And she was like, yeah, is. I had a miscarriage. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, of course. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's beautifully profound. You know, and even just trying to explain how and why it happens takes away from the experience. You know, we talk about this all the time and it's like, even myself personally, it's like some of the things that come up it's not like it's surprising but after every rebirth with the client and and things come up i'm always in awe of it Mm. because it is so powerful it is so true and point and and poignant so potent um in the power that that it has um when clients allow themselves to trust the breath allow themselves to trust the body allow themselves to just be open to whatever comes up um and and ultimately trusting that the body and the breath will only ever show them what they're ready for. Mm. You know, now that might be challenging for some people because they might be like, oh, I wasn't ready for that and, and then create a story around it. But then if we know and trust the process and we trust our abilities and who we are and, and the tools that we use to integrate these processes, right, then ultimately it just cr- creates more safety. All right. It, it, it plucks away the heaviness and allows us to be us. 
Mm. And when you're in the chaos, not if, but when you're in the chaos of life, you walk through it like a boss. Mm, 100%. Knowing that that's just part and parcel of this whole journey. We're constantly cycling between rigidity and chaos. Yeah. That is the human experience. We don't just stay in in grace and glory and um, everything going really, really well. We're constantly cycling through. You know, it's like the, the earth isn't just sitting... Uh, in the solar in the solar system it's moving forward it's traveling you know and as it's traveling through it's cycling as well and and we do the same so it's like when we can start to understand that and know that we're doing it and chaos is going to come up we can then navigate it a lot easier yeah and the 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 universe is constantly expanding Mm. i mean science tells us that as well and we are just the the reflection of the universe, then we are constantly expanding. Mm. And Mark Gaffney talks about this a lot, right? Like, um, love can constantly expand. God can constantly expand because that is all the all the one. It's all mm. source. Mm. It's never ending. No. So if you think you've got it, you haven't. Mm. And, even, and even questioning whether or not it can expand takes away from from it. Yeah. Right? It takes away from the all. Yeah. So that means you can constantly have more love. Mm. You can constantly have more growth. You can constantly have more chaos. You can constantly have more everything because mm, it's, it's constantly expanding. So just fill those fill those expansion voids with whatever you want. Mm. But you just got to get the muck out of the way first. For sure. Yeah, you've got to trust that you can navigate it as it comes up. And trust is a big one. Huge. Trusting yourself so you can trust others. Mm. Um, and ultimately, it. that's the process we guide people through, right? Giving them the ability to trust themselves. It's not about what we think or what we say or the, the tools. It's, it's about giving them the opportunity and permission mm. to, to move through the heaviness, to accept um, the expansion of all, and ultimately trust that they can navigate it. Yeah. Well, we... we, we the you can see it in someone's eyes after they've had a decent rebirth, right? That they've they've got a shift, they've got a change, you know, and they're just they're just so so grateful, and I just you know, and and it's and it's beautiful to receive, and it's really nice, and it's like great, thank you, I received that, but we didn't do anything. You showed up here, you turned up. That's the hardest thing. Mm-hmm. You went into the breath. You constantly breathed when we needed to. You know, we can obviously bring our wizardry and things like that, but. Um, but this is this is all on all on you. Just you know, like it's 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 like we always say, everything in life is your choice. Well, what we give our clients is a place where they can't hide. The, yeah. Oh well, that's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's and, and and the trust of the breath and the body and the creating safety so they can go deeper, right? Because the more we work through, and um, the less places we hide within ourselves, the less places uh, other people have as well. Mm, I love that. And I don't know who said it, but uh, you can have a perfect childhood at any point of your life right now you can do it right now right you can go through your stuff Mm. that's it that's it you show up how you want to be showing up it's beautiful lessons brother so demonstering and hot water rebirthing here we go there's some there's some new table topics for you guys to to go and chat around the water cooler tomorrow definitely (laughs) definitely definitely. and it's like one of those things if it if it piques a curiosity within you guys just reach out to us book book in a session yeah um because it is powerful And, and if you don't believe it you know book in a session and and see what it actually feels like for yourself you know we all have this power power within every single one of us that comes through the breath Oh yes, mm. aho, aho, brother. Mm. Well, Tina, I think that's a good that's a good place to to finish up. We'll go into cold water rebirth, rebirthing on a on another rebirthing episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for listening. We 
we say it every week, but we are so grateful. We see that we see the numbers picking up every single day, and it's just we would do this if no one was listening. So mm. thank you for listening. Uh, we really, really appreciate it. We love you all. All right, we love you all, everybody. Have a beautiful evening, a beautiful day, beautiful morning, wherever you are in the world. Mm. See you next week. <laughs>